Nuclear. Now is it Crick or Creek? Coyote or Coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. A few episodes back, we jumped into the ABCs of commonly confused word pairs. Today, we're going to move along with the DEFs of commonly confused word pairs. And I have seen nothing whatsoever about what the two of you are bringing to us today. So let's just do it. Let's jump in. Okay, Fletcher, we're ready to go. And you did so well. We thought we'd add a few words. A bunch of the, uh, several of these words have been sent into us from people who either have pet peeves or get really annoyed at various uh, misusages. Oh, lovely. So now it's, it's my turn for them all to get really annoyed at me when I, when I don't get them. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's your lucky day. I just want to say, though, you said it's the DEFs. We, uh, we were going to just do DEFs, but we're throwing in a C because a listener, thank you, Eli, said he hears us being misused all the time. Ooh. So we're doing one C and then DEF. <laughs> well, it's nice to call back just a little bit to the previous episode before we move along. And speaking of right. going backwards in time, we're going to reach into the Utah State Archives from 2015, and here is a statement that was recorded, and you're going to tell us if it's correct or incorrect. And um, what is correct or incorrect? You're going to gather because there's a C word, but let's go. <laughs> I believe he can and should be censored for his actions. We know he will react in a defiant manner. I'm guessing that it's written the way you said it, censored, C-E-N-S-O-R-E-D, instead of censured, C-E-N-S-U-R-E-D. Precisely. And so, yeah, obviously um, one is uh, actually, well, like being censored like the FCC would do to you, and the other is what a whole lot of uh, Republican state legislatures have been doing to their Republican Congress people who voted to impeach Donald Trump. Correct. Yes. Interesting, though, as we said, this is one that uh, one of our listeners said he's constantly hearing. And we found, I had expected that you might hear it more in speech, but we found this is actually really frequently confused in print, which was an odd thing, because I thought that, that the difference between censure and censor is, is, is pretty obvious. But the one thing that, I mean, we have to remember, and the one problem, oddly enough, with English is that we get words, a lot of words come from various different sources. Censor and censure both come from Latin, but one came via Latin Latin, and one came through the French. And therefore, we have two different definitions from basically the same origin of a word, which is very common in English. It happens in many cases, too. Other words, words split off or meanings split off, but... English is the is the grand master of this sort of thing. Can you explain that a little more? The uh, what word it, they both came from, and then which one came through the French? Well, I'm just going to start with saying actually, um, they both they go back to Proto-Indo-European. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 because there was one thing we found a discussion about it, and someone was saying they couldn't find that Greek. Uh, going back to the Greek aspect of it, and that there, there's a good reason for that. And Ross, this is where I'm going to defer to you because you're much stronger at Latin than I. Well, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm not exactly sure where you're going, but I was going to add something to that. Most of our words probably go back to Proto-Indo-European even before. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. to grunting, and then they, they gradually diverge. So when we say they come from Latin or Greek, we mean 
that's basically as far back as we're kind of going with this. So in that well, sense, but that's what I'm saying. But in in this case, they they the thing I found it was um in the etymological dictionary of Latin, they actually were tracing it back to the Proto-Indo-European where you saw the word. That's fabulous. Yeah, I think it's from like the Kens. I pasted it in. Can you see it? Because I can't pronounce. Do you see it in there? I'm in the, I'm the Proto-Indo-European root Kens to speak solemnly. It goes from there. And right. which then became Kensis, or but it comes from the in Latin it became Kenseo, which means to estimate, to think, to give an opinion about, and then from there it diverged into two ways. It came. We have censor as we we know it right now, and then censure um, entered. I believe did that censure enter into French? I think it did. Censure became ecclesiastical, I believe. And then from there, it came mm. into English from like the church aspect of mm -hmm. it. Pardon me? I was agreeing with you. <laughs> so he basically, going, in this uh -huh. case, I was wrong. I don't think it does come from the French. I think it comes from um, one came into like... The French censure from the Latin censura. Right. Censura would be in Latin. But in, in both cases, mm -hmm. the original word is the same. And then it's split. One came to, to a church sense and one came into a non-church sense. And then from there, it came on. But I mean, this is the real problem we get into all the time with language. We always get, you know, we get different meanings diverging and uh, people get confused. Speaking of confusion. But wait, I just wanted to say one more thing in terms of confusion. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but I found it when I was looking up censor. People are now spelling censored as in something was censored uh, in print as censor as in like the sort of Star Trek sort of S-E-N-S-O-R-E-D now. Oh, my god! <laughs> Do you believe it? I found it mainly in comments on websites, and, and I also found it in transcripts. So I'm curious. I'm going to start tracking this. I want to see if censor is spelled like that has become more common. Okay. Well, moving along, Fletcher, we have now Orioles pitcher Zach Britton, quoted in the Baltimore Sun a few years back. We're starting to get more definitive. I think probably after that second Delmarva appearance, we'll get a real definitive idea if all goes well. Wait, he means he means definite rather than definitive. Yeah, I mean that's right, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. This one though, and I'm I'm actually glad you got it, but this is one where you could argue, I think, that he could be right, couldn't you? Because definite means precise and clearly defined. Definitive means conclusive in an authoritative way. It's, it's something definitive is a step further than something that's just definite. But to me, it seems like a lot of times when I have said definitive is incorrect, you could argue that it could be correct. I think you're right. Don't I you think, think? These, these words are converging in terms of meaning. I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And even beyond that, I think you're right, Kathy, that he I mean, he potentially could mean either thing. I mean, either either word could be correct, depending on what he's actually trying to say. Exactly. Because, like, I had found an example, and it was uh, uh, in Politico this uh, in January. And uh, they the, the writer said that he'd interviewed Steve Bannon. Um, and he said on one point he was definitive. Uh, Europe, Europe's populist leaders, and I had seen that used in a um, in a linguistics board as an example, or an English usage board as an example of incorrect usage. But I would argue that that could be correct. On one point, he was definitive. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I don't see why that's an like I don't I don't think that they're correct in saying that's an error. Maybe it is an error. Maybe it was just being definite. 
But this is one where I definitely think, ha, 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 that we should just shut up and, like, let people use definitive whenever they want now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably both because we can't be totally sure, I guess, unless we ask them what they what they mean, because that word, either word could work. And also because, as Ross said, the two words are starting to converge a bit. Mm-hmm. No, I think right. definitely so. I would argue that you can't be, ha, ha, definite what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> and Kathy added one thing we both want to add into it. This is a common problem is the misspelling of the of the word definite. We see this all the time, D-E-F-I-N-A-T-E. And Kathy found a uh, on Yahoo Answers a post, what's the proper spelling for definite? <laughs> D-E-F-I-N-A-T-E. <laughs> Well, not that one. (laughs) (laughs) That was just sad. I also just want to throw in that this is um, like uh, the word we just talked about. This is another one that has, um, they're related but different, and definitive came from the French, right? Whereas definite came from the Middle English. So again, we have that, like, like that slight divergence. Yeah, that's a common, I mean, it's a common thing. We, we, you know, we know the most famous examples, you know, we, we just went through several. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, we have two words, and I'm going to repeat the sentence twice. We, Kathy and I both found uh, Frederick Douglass, the famous um, abolitionist and activist, with this wonderful quote. However, we're going to have it two ways. Those who profess to favor freedom, yet deprecate agitation, are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. That's version one on blackpast.org. Here's version two in the Columbia documentary History of the African American Experience. Those who profess to favor freedom, yet depreciate agitation, are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. Oh, that that's interesting. So uh, they... Uh... There are two versions of that quote from Frederick Douglass? Yes. Oh, that's fascinating. I think, um, I mean, it's got to be deprecate because depreciate is to lose value over time. Um, deprecate is sort of to to lower, uh, to put down, I guess. Yeah, to express disapproval. Yeah, 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 right. Very good. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it could be argued that either is right. And in fact, we checked to find out what did he um is there any source definitively here we go back to definite definitive <laughs> and in, in this case definitively is right um it w- that definitively had um an answer and and it we couldn't find one but the earliest published one did say deprecate and we are with you we tend to think that he probably had written or said deprecate well frederick Douglass was so precise in his english i think he did too the one thing i'm going to throw mm-hmm. out a little bit of etymology here because the one interesting thing is we were talking about words which had a common etymology but split because one went through the French to English and one didn't and went straight from the Latin. This is a case of sort of a convergence of two words with different etymologies. Depreciate comes from a Latin word which has the word pretium, price in it. So as Fletcher said correctly, it means the, uh, the price is now going down or the value is going down. Deprecate comes from another Latin word with uh, precari, deprecari, which means to uh, ward off by prayer. Precari is to pray, and then deprecari is to ward off away from it. Ooh. So we have two cases of words that are sort of similar in Latin, but are very different in meaning. And now we have a convergence of two different words kind of converging in English to mean the same thing, which I thought was sort of interesting. It's true, because now depreciate 
you're lessening the value, you're also expressing disapproval of it. So you're deprecating it because it's depreciating it. Yes. Because it's depreciating, in effect, which is really confusing. <laughs> the thing that fascinates me is when do you, okay, in this case, deprecate is, is, is used beautifully um, and eloquently. How often do you hear deprecate, though, unless it's with self-deprecating? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was about to say. You always hear self-deprecating. I never hear it. It even perked me up a little bit when he said that when he, when when Ross, when you read the quote, because I thought, oh, I don't really hear that word unless it's self-deprecating. Which is no. a shame because it's a really great word. No, I know. It's a beautiful word, I think. But unfortunately, it's over. Yeah, it's depreciating, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Moving along. This one. Oh, sorry, Kathy. You want to do it this time? Go ahead. I was just going to do this one because this one Ross wanted to put in, and I thought he was nuts to be <laughs> blunt. It's diffuse, D I F F U S E, and diffuse, D F U S E. Um, and I told him that's ridiculous. I can't imagine it's that commonly confused. And then we looked and it's very commonly confused. We found a bunch. I mean, we put in the um, term diffuse, diffuse the situation and got, oh, and just news items and got over 20,000 um, replies with that immediately. I thought that was incredible. So here, I'm going to, we'll just give you one thing and you can explain why this is wrong. I, this is one that we just saw on um, E! Online. It was about some show we never saw called Nurses, and it says, in an attempt to diffuse the situation, Ashley assures Sinead, I'm trying to help you. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I see that a lot now that you mention it. And, of course, the, you, she wants to defuse the situation. Um, I mean, that's pretty apparent. Uh, I wonder, oh, that seems like a little bit of a weird word for people to have just grabbed onto instead of, I mean, what... Defuse the situation is not hard. You, you know, it's a little weird to me that people would have grabbed onto a word like diffuse. Although, do you want to hear something really interesting? We didn't, neither of us knew this. We were both fascinated. Do you know how old the word defuse is? Uh, no, but I'm guessing you're going to tell me it comes way before there were fuses. No, actually, I was the opposite. I thought oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fletcher's more intelligent than both you of us. You us look really stupid. I know, now we look stupid. Thanks, Fletcher. We're quitting. No, it, this was interesting to me. I was I never really thought about the origins of the word, and it's from World War II. And as Fletcher said, it's defusing, but I never really thought about it. I just, which I think answers the question with people of our intellectual ilk, Kathy's and mine, we don't think of it. So we go diffuse it or diffuse it or diffuse the situation. But, but man, that's not very... World War II. Wow. Well, that's nice, Fletcher. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because you were, you were more <laughs> accurate than me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think on that one we can shut the show off. But um, yeah. no, but that just got me because they're completely. So you've got diffuse meaning just to remove the fuse from. I mean, the OED I think has it first, uh, first in print from something in 1943 about diffusing a bomb, and then diffuse. Is how old compared to that? Oh, diffuse is ancient. But they both come from the same Latin. Uh, here we go again with Latin. They both come from an old, old Latin word, uh, fundere, which means to, you know, to spread out. So fuse comes from a weird word meaning spindle, fusis. But I don't quite know. I think that fusis, though I looked it up on the etymology, fusis, fuse, they say 
in some etymologies is obscure origin, but it seems to clearly come from the Latin fundere again, meaning to uh, spread out. But it comes from the word called for fusus in Latin is spindle. And I never really thought about spindles until two days ago, but now I did with weaving. And I guess it's like a stick, a spindle, but I guess it looked sort of like a hollow tube. Yeah, because you have the, the, the um, which McCall is, is wound around it. Yeah. The, so so I don't, I, I'm, how do we get diffuse, the spreading out from, from you're saying that, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't understand what you were saying with the, with the etymology of diffuse. Diffuse comes from the word of uh, day taking out fuse. So you're removing a fuse mm. from the bomb. Fuse comes from an Italian word, fuso, which comes from a Latin word, fusus, meaning spindle, which I guess I'm looks, looking at that. looks yeah. sort of like a fuse. Then if you look on a couple of older etymology, uh, etymological dictionaries, fusus comes from a Latin, um, from the Latin from the uh, verb, fundere, which also gave uh, rise to the word diffuse. Okay. Okay. So they are related etymologically, if not at all in meaning now. Yeah. Except for when it's misused. Okay. I I, I didn't hear for whatever reason the the bombing. I mean the spindle, common the common fund. Well, a couple of uh, etymologies say fuso has no me uh, no origin, but yeah, because that's what I had seen. That's why I got confused. But my trusty Latin etymological dictionary says otherwise. So. I'll go with the lack okay, the Romans. You. Yes. you cleared that up. <laughs> okay, now we have a question. For the inauguration a long while back of Trump, this was in a, uh, strat a, a financial document. Inauguration is Trump inheriting an economical crisis. Now we've heard, now moving forward, we've heard a lot of economical crises, crises due to COVID-19 as well. They're all over the place. Economical? Economical. So do you say okay or not? No, I mean, I've never heard that, actually. I, I've only, I mean, I only hear economic. I don't think I've heard anybody say economical crisis. It's weird. I Again, this is another one that I, I this is something that someone had sent to us. And I thought that uh, this is another one where I, I, I actually thought, hmm, I don't, I don't buy it. It's really common, especially as, as Ross just said, I, I keep finding them with economical crisis due to COVID. And I'd, I'd never heard that before in my life. And now that we looked for it, I'm finding it. We're finding it, I should say, which is a very odd thing. So obviously it should be economic, which refers to economy in general. And economical is what? People, you know, being thrifty. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so these economical crises, I mean, I'm just picturing people are not able to, like, you know, be thrifty due to COVID, which could well be the case. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I, I think that is that is that that is a reasonable assumption. But. Um, I that's obviously not what anybody means. That's crazy. No, yeah, no, isn't that strange? And it's happening more and more. And I, I can't figure out. Is I'm wondering if this is a case where people think that adding the call sounds better, like it sounds more, uh, like you know when we talked about simple versus yeah. simplistic, like yeah. when you add a suffix to make it have a little more heft. Yeah. So does economical sound more like ooh? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's it. And there are some differences, though. I'm going to throw out one or two right now, see if we can we can tantalizingly figure this out. What's the difference between comic and comical? Um, I hate you. <laughs> they can be the same. Science. I'm not going to deny it. They can definitely be the same. But there is one area which is I thought was really interesting where comic and comical are definitely different. Okay. Um, I think that uh, Ted Cruz's uh, trip 
to Mexico was downright comical. That's a phrase I'm just reading right now. Or downright comic. I think it has two different meanings. The person wrote comical correctly. Yeah. It sound, it, it feels like a difference in intention. Um, like if it's comic, then he meant to do something funny. And if it's comical, then it's something you can point and laugh at. Precisely. And that's I think that was a correct use. Yeah, because I think comical can be negative, where I don't think of comic as negative. No, comic is positive, really. Yeah. And now I'm going to throw another one out. Elect Both of you get your little thinking caps on. Electric versus electrical. Okay, electrical seems to me that it's 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 more it's a descriptive thing. Electric is something that's uses electricity. It's yeah. like an electric blanket. Electric and electrical is concerned with it. Like if we said Yeah, electrical, you wouldn't say an electrical blanket. No, also we wouldn't say Kathy it wants to become an electric engineer. That implies that Kathy no. wants to get electricity coursing through her and become an engineer. <laughs> Kathy wants I to I become... might. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy wants a possibility to, be... <laughs> to make me more energetic. <laughs> but what about electronic now? What does electronic fit in yeah. here? <laughs> but she wants to become an electrical engineer. But when you threw in electronic, it really bothers me. Because we would never say Kathy wants to be an electric engineer. We'd say electrical engineer. But if she wanted to become an electronic engineer, we would not say electronical engineer. But you would do you say electronic engineer? I don't know. Maybe you do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you do electronic to me is something that, again that's powered by electricity you want to be an but... electronics uh, technician though i would say this is the problem with english or languages though listen to the subtleties you can't say electronic technician you say electronics technician we can't say electric engineer we have to say electrical engineer i mean it gets really confusing I'm glad I was born with you. can't say electrical blanket. You say electric blanket. Yep. Do you say electric blanket, actually? That sounds wrong with something else. Never mind. Then fantastic and fantastical is another ick versus coal that are not interchangeable. Yeah, let me think of that one. Fletcher, what do you think on that one? The way they're used now, I mean, something that's fantastic is it, the way we use it is it's something that's great. It's wonderful. Something that's fantastical is something that's related to fantasy, right? But, right, but has that's it what I use it Has as. it always been that way? I mean, it seems like fan, uh, fantastic seems like it, it at one point could have could have had that same meaning related to fantasy. Yeah, I think so, actually. Oh, a fantastic, definitely. It, it definitely initially meant having to do with fantasy. It was it was about fantasies or, or fancies, if you will. And, and it became, over time, it, 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 it morphed into like, that's fabulous, it's fantastic. It, it, it moved away from the fantasy element, whereas fantastical is still part of that whole fantasy element. So did those two words exist alongside each other, meaning the same thing? Or did we did we create fantastical to mean what fantastic used to mean? I don't know. I don't know. That's a toughie. I'm checking. I'm curious. That's that's a very good question. I'm going to assume that they coexisted personally, but I, I, don't, I'm, I don't know. So if anyone, if I'm wrong, sue me. And along sort of along with that I, what what does that that suffix al mean i'm sorry i just was checking fantastical we'll tell you in a second fantastic came from the middle english around the 1300s from the greek fantasticos and then fantastical came in around the 1400s so it's it came second fantastical did come second mm -hmm. okay your uh, but was your other question fletcher 
I was just curious, since we're talking about all of these, what that suffix al means. The suffix al. Well, economic versus economical, electric versus electrical, fantastic and fantastical. I'm just wondering what that that al suffix does to a word. I thought it was just a variation. I thought ical was just a variation on ick. Yes, it is. It's, I mean, it really doesn't change the meaning. It ends up changing the meaning, but it does. Yeah, but it's they're both ick is I mean, more common than ical, but they're both. Ickle is really a variant of ick. Okay. I don't know why the ickle got stuck on. I mean, the al got stuck on the ick, but it did. And we have like, and the problem with English is we have so many little mini rules, and like we've just been going through. Which, but I don't think there's. I don't think we can really figure out why they they had like ethics and ethical. I think in many cases though, it was to distinguish the ick from the, uh, like a lot of the ickle, the al part, come. Um, after there's a the root word has an ick in it i think that's really the real reason it distinguishes okay what i had seen though is a lot of times the al was added as part of we talked about this before the whole classical latin like let's make things sound Mm. um more classical and that was a reason for a bunch of the much of the time or, or some of the time you know we don't know for sure of adding the al it was it was a sound thing it was an aesthetics of sounding more classical. Well, it's certainly, yeah, I think you're right, because anthropo- I mean, all of the ologies are ical, they have. Mm-hmm. 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 Although, interestingly enough, botanical can also be botanic. I just typed it in as we were talking, and uh, I, I typed in botanic garden versus botanical garden. I would say botanical garden normally, but I typed in botanic garden, and there's like the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden, and then underneath it, they have the designation, it's a botanical garden, which is mm-hmm. odd. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is possibly another one of those examples of, of trying to make the language sound fancier and causing all sorts of other problems. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Although to some degree, no. What I I'm mean, fascinated you know, about it is, as, as, we're, as we're talking, though, is how many ickles end up meaning something different, but how many ickles don't mean something different. I mean, right. It can ickle... <laughs> That's Sorry. part of what I mean by causing all of these other problems, right? Correct. Because so, I agree some with of the you. words mean different things, and some of them don't mean different things, and you, you got to know which is which. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just trying to think. Cause alf- what's okay? Alpha. I'm trying to think of other ickles and x. Alphabetic versus alphabetical. Is there a difference? Yes, there is. I don't know what it is yet, but there is. I think they're really the same. They're essentially synonymous, I think. Okay, wait, Fletcher, what did you think? Well, I was just going to guess that one had something to do with actually being in order, but maybe that's just because I'm used to hearing alphabetical order. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's like electric and electrical. They're both apparently relating to the alphabet or the order of the letters of the alphabet. No, they're interchangeable, I think. They're really essentially interchangeable. But I would think that alphabetical you use more often to say arranged, whereas alphabetic you would use to refer to an alphabet or something that's alphabetic writing versus alphabetical I I think you're right. Order. I think you're right. Chinese is not an alphabetic language. I would uh, not an alphabetic writing system. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to throw one out that has a very dra- dramatic difference: graphic versus graphical. What is graphical? Well, graphical would be, um, I guess, normally it would be the same, but graphical I would I think, think would the same, except where uh, this film was way too graphic for my taste. 
That has a definite meaning. Right. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying other times they're interchangeable. Well, you don't have a you don't have graphical novels. No, you don't. You don't. Whoa. You have autobiographical novels. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, my mind is starting to go, you know, I'm getting electrical (laughs) problems. (laughs) It it is interesting, though. It's not something I'd ever thought about. And I'm not I'm not sure it's where we intended to head with all of this. But but not at all. Classic, classical. Those are very different. Well, let's move on. It's getting late. Um, Yes, we should. This is from a very prominent British medical journal, which is the sort of be all and end all of medicine. And they had an article, and the title was Evidence-Based Policy for Illicit Drugs. The illicit part was spelled E-L-I- Oh, illicit drugs instead of illicit drugs. Exactly. I got you. Okay. Uh, That's weird, especially in a journal like that. Yes. They apologized. (laughs) (laughs) I should hope so. (laughs) Although they did sort of try to fob it off with saying it was late in production. So we were tired, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, that's another one. But I kept finding it with illicit drugs more often than not. Well, you don't hear about many other illicit things. But it was really funny because there was an article in the Columbia Journalism Review a few years back. And they said in a very clever way, it's hard to elicit an illicit usage nowadays. And we said, wait a minute, or is it? We did a quick Google search and we found it all over the place. Everyone, many, many people are saying elicit instead of illicit, including a um, response from the White House a while back, I think, too. But again, I found it most often with illicit drugs. When you try to do illicit a response and see if you could do it as illicit as in something's with an I. That one, I actually, there are a few, but not many. I just typed it in now. And yeah, not many. That's not, so it's the drug, it's it's more the, the opposite. It's more like illicit with the E used for illicit as opposed to vice versa. And so just. Although now that I'm do, doing it, I'm finding things like illicit a response. Oh <laughs> Indeed, no, really? So. And so, yeah. I, mean, I mean, just so we should explain really quickly uh, what these two words mean, of course. Oh, yeah. Elicit is to draw out a response, a reaction, to get out a reaction, to draw it out of someone. Illicit is uh, illegal, unlawful. Right. Yeah, illicit also is a verb. Illicit is an adjective. Yes. So they're very different. I mean, they're, they're not, and this is a case where, I mean, I know with many of the others, we said they're related or the same root at least. These are very different. Um, illicit comes from um, Latin again, but it was from not allowed, licere, I, I can't pronounce it. And illicit comes from um, uh, out and entice or inveigle. So it's a very different, a very different background. I, I think this is a case where they sound so similar that people just get them confused. Actually, the background is relatively similar. It just has a different uh, header on the thing, uh, the E or the ill. No, one is license and one is um, one is from Lacere, one is from Lacere. Is it? That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you're the Latin expert here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here goes Ross's Latin down the tubes. So let's just see. <laughs> okay, I could well be wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm happily uh, corrected. If yes, I am incorrect, it comes from uh, La Carre. So there. Yes, to deceive. Kathy is correct. <laughs> I win for once. <laughs> I, I win the Latin award of the day. Yes. 
we've elicited <laughs> this. Speaking of Latin, this word is just fascinating to us. We had an uncle who constantly used this word. Anyway, um, and the origins of this word are sort of macabre. But anyway, let's just do the uh, sentence. This is from the LA Times, the illustrious Los Angeles Times. And the sentence is, it's referring to review. Uh, Drohan, her initial shift from near Catadonia to mega smiling politesse, reaching hilarious enervated levels, hilariously enervated levels. Great, great, great is a comic find. I thought enervating was like irritating, annoying, um, something along those lines. It's not good. Well, you're 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 close. Enervating is tiring. I think you're you're very close. Yeah, like yeah, that uh, that's like wearing on you. And here's where it got really weird. I didn't know this until we did the book, nor did Kathy. Enervated means, in effect, denerving. The nervate, as we can hear it, and it comes from oh. a long time ago. Apparently, people would cut the sinews or nerves of animals to keep them. Um, one one source that make their heads small, which I don't really know, but certainly to oh. hobble them and to keep them yeah. from running around. And it that sort of word we don't sort of routinely enervate animals anymore so then it came to mean sort of gradually making us tired but we think of it many times as energizing which is how our uncle used that word yeah that was something that actually put in because um someone uh twitter uh had mentioned that to us and so that's one that drives her crazy and, and technically actually though, i've got to i've got to clarify it really means tired or exhausted something when it enervates you it, it drains you it make which is where we get into the cutting of the sinew mm -hmm. it does in that sense can have negative uh, implications. Can also just mean you're enervated, you're you're tired. Like COVID's enervating everybody these days. Dealing with this, I mean that's negative, but it's it just means you're you're tired. But I think we go back to again of everybody wanting to sound fancy, and I think instead of saying energize, enervate has more zip. It sounds like it sounds like making you nerved up. Doesn't yeah, it? it does. Yeah, it does. We found like a source of brisk. I took a brisk, enervating shower, which doesn't exactly have the the <laughs> right idea there. Or an enervating concert, which yeah. sounds no, like me at some not concerts. At but yeah, Kathy, no, it's I'm not. Kathy, I'm a little curious. You said that it's not necessarily a negative thing. I'm w wondering, do you ever, would you ever use it when you're not talking about something negative? Would you talk about being uh, enervated following a wonderful party no you're absolutely right actually there, I, you're you're absolutely right there is there is more of the the negative because because it's you're 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 it's not just being tired right. really then it's it's like you're sapped yeah i guess yeah something's drawn all of the energy out of you or uh it's, yeah. it's worn you down it's ground you down yeah i think that's actually a really good distinction i think that was a really important point yeah i think you're right i mean it has a completely it's completely negative lacking physical mental or moral vigor they have like you just look at the uh, synonyms: castrate, damp, dampen, deaden, dehydrate, desiccate, oh. devitalize, lobotomize. I'm sorry, I have to throw in here at when you said castrate. I don't know if you remember us. We were looking for use in misuses of enervate, and there was an online ad we found that promised impotent men a treatment that would quote totally enervate <laughs> the penis. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I don't think they knew what they were promising. <laughs> no. 
this is the danger of using words you're not sure about. <laughs> I think that really sums it up. Guys, I think this is, we've gone on for 50 minutes. I think we're pretty good. Okay. All right. So today we'll, we will have done the, the DEs of commonly confused word pairs. We'll get to the Fs. Yep. <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Seattle, Washington. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.